Welcome to the Hotter on Top podcast hosted by me, Becca Kavanaugh. This podcast is the place where I share with you the behind the scenes of building an online service-based business without the hustle. I went from working multiple jobs, hustling 12 hours a day, you name it, I have been there, to channeling my genius into a potent business that gives me the freedom and flexibility to work whenever and however the fuck I want. Now I am here to help you sell out your services without losing your sanity or yourself by using belief work and sustainable strategies so you can build a business that supports your dream life. Think of this podcast as your dose of deep business and personal development that will give you the juice and confidence you need to start taking audacious action on your desires right now. So if you're ready to feel hot and on top, then let's dive in. Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am so excited to talk about the topic today because I think it's it's so needed. We don't have enough people talking about this. So this has been such a huge theme recently with my current clients and being with people in conversations, other coaches in conversations around this. And the, the theme that's been coming up a lot is around honoring your business journey, like your unique journey as a business owner. The thing with owning our own businesses is that we all have a different journey and experience. What I love about working with my clients is that they all have unique experiences and we can never truly compare each other. Like we cannot compare ourselves to each other. And I would never want my clients to ex- to compare themselves to each other, right? Because some are just starting out. Some have been doing this for a while. Um, some of them are mothers. Some of them have, you know, chronic health issues. Some of them have financial support. Some of them are living at home. Some of them are going to college or working a nine to five. Like, they are doing all these incredible things. They're still serving the hell out of their people. And I think what gives them this access and the thing that they have the most in common with is that they continue to see results because they normalize their journey. This is something that I work a lot with them on is that they normalize their journey and that they understand that their journey is unique to them and that they cannot compare themselves to other people online. Accepting where you are right now at every phase of your business, I truly believe is the fastest way to see results. And I know that can sound kind of counterintuitive, but I think that hustle culture often tells us the lie. And that shame is the greatest motivator. When in reality, shame is the thing that will absolutely kill your vision. (laughs) It will kill your desire. And shame, normally when we're experiencing shame, is that it makes us want to hide. It makes us feel like we are wrong and that we need to go punish ourselves or that we need to go find safety or comfort anywhere we can. And this is where we can fall into avoidance tendencies. This is where we can kind of fall into the fawning tendencies, right? And the more that we feed into the shame, the furthest away we actually get 
from our goals, right? And the more disconnected we become to our business and we start to focus more on ourselves and not as much on our clients or our vision as a business owner or even our why behind being a business owner. So in this podcast episode, I want to kind of outline the different ways your journey can look different than what is portrayed online. And I want to be, I'm going to be sharing a lot of my own stories as owning multiple businesses and the different journeys I've had with that to hopefully normalize some of the feelings that you're having right now, especially if you're experiencing like shame or frustration around your business, this episode is going to be perfect for you. So I want to kind of talk about different themes that usually people see as a business owner, right? So I'm going to be talking about these different pieces and I'm going to be sharing some of my own stories as well. So the first theme I think that we all have to accept and come to terms with is taking risks. So there are so many moves that we have to make and decisions that we have to make as as business owners that are not normal <laughs> or expected and often don't make sense on paper, right? <laughs> and do you know how many times that I have asked myself <laughs> with being a business owner the past seven years, I've asked myself like, am I legit crazy? <laughs> like, am I crazy to be investing this much money when on paper I am broke? Like, am I crazy to be hiring a coach right now? Am I crazy to think, that after five years in my business as a hairstylist, that I'm going to see a different result on the sixth year, right? Am I crazy to let my partner financially support us like during this time of huge transition between my businesses, which honestly was so much shame I had to get through you guys. You have no idea. Talk about shame. I experienced so much shame with this. And there's, I, I could probably do a whole separate podcast episode about that. But, you know, I had to kind of ask myself, like, am I crazy to shut down a business that I've worked so hard on and then completely start over or start a new one? Right. So like, there was so many times that I asked myself, like, am I crazy? Am I doing the wrong thing? Am I crazy to continue to believe in this when I don't see any results in front of me. And so I always came to the conclusion that in order to be a successful entrepreneur, that I had to be willing to be a little crazy, which let's be honest, being crazy in our society means believing in yourself. It means having a vision outside of a nine to five job or the whole, you know, college to nine to five pipeline. Like, you know, it also it's crazy that you are taking actions and creating something that wasn't like built out for you or had a set process for you. Like you had to create your own rules. Like in our society, that's crazy. You know, like being independent like that, that's crazy. Or doing a doing something that nobody else around you has done before, that feels crazy, right? So, but you wanted to be an entrepreneur, I'm guessing, I'm assuming here, you wanted to be an entrepreneur because you wanted to break out of the rules of society because you realized that it wasn't serving you, that it was rigged against you, right? In some sense or another. And you wanted to create something that was completely opposite of what you've been told is successful or the quote unquote right path. 
So when I would ask myself, like, am I crazy to be investing in something that I haven't seen a return in many years? And I kind of had to come to this acceptance piece of like, yeah, I might be crazy, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, maybe I am. But I also know that entrepreneurship is inherently crazy. (laughs) Like it's inherently um, risky. So I guess my conclusion is, I guess that I'm in the right place. Like I'm making the right decisions. Like I'm on the right path. Like if I'm questioning if this makes sense or not, or if I'm making the right move, like maybe that means I'm on the right path, you know? So because business is inherently risky, you have to decide which risks you are willing to take. No matter how much money you make, there will always be risk in your business, but there is a risk in everything. If you listen to my podcast about having debt as an entrepreneur or using debt as an entrepreneur to like leverage your business and all of those pieces, um, I talk about how everything in our lives is a risk. Like it's a risk to pursue your dream business and potentially quote unquote fail or, you know, potentially lose money or whatever it may be but it's also a risk to never even try and have that constant desire in the back of your head while you're feeling overworked and underpaid at your nine to five job. You know, like that's also a risk. Like the, the not knowing or the regret is also a risk. So you have to decide which risk you're willing to take as a business owner. And only you can decide that on your journey of being a business owner. Right. And so I, I talk about this first one because I think when we're just getting started, it's so important to just be like, you know what, like it might feel crazy to other people around me or they might not get it, but I don't need them to get it because this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm immersing myself in. This is the change that I want to see. And I believe in my vision that this is going to happen and I don't need everybody around me to get it. I don't need everybody around me. I don't need all the advice. I don't need them to tell me what I need to do with my money or how I need to show up or what decision I need to make. Like, I don't need any of that because I believe the first decision that you make as a business owner is deciding that you're going to be a business owner. And then you're all the decisions after that, like that's the first easiest decision that you're going to make in your business (laughs) is like, I'm going to take the risk and become a business owner. And then after that, you have to make so many other decisions that become even more hard. And you're probably going to have a lot of these moments where you're like, am I doing the right thing? Does this make sense? Like, I don't understand, but like, I encourage you to follow, to continue to follow that desire, even when you're having those feelings, because truth be told, entrepreneurship on paper does not make sense. So if you're making decisions that you feel like do not make sense financially or do not make sense um, in the short term, but they make more sense in the long term, like trust that. Being a business owner and starting a business, nobody's ever taught you that. So of course it's not going to make sense on paper. It's not going to make sense that you're going to invest all this time and this money into something that you're not too sure the path of. Of course you're going to have these feelings. But it doesn't mean that you're making the wrong choice, though. 
That's what I want you to take home is that it does not mean that you're making the wrong choice. You have to let yourself make the decisions and then continue to figure it out as you go. And then things will become even more and more clear as time moves on. So this is where we kind of reach a middle piece. This is really where my own story comes into this. So the next piece I have for you is accepting where you are to get to where you want to go. Usually there is so much shame around being a beginner or just starting out. Like we just want to go from zero to a hundred. It is so uncomfortable to be a beginner. It's so uncomfortable to be starting out. And so this is, I have such a big story for this, but I, I'm sharing this because I believe that it will truly, truly help. So it's kind of funny because I had two different mindsets when I started my hairstyling business at 20 years old to when I started my online coaching business. And probably because I wasn't a complete beginner when I started my coaching business, I already owned a business. But I will say for both of my businesses that I I started with what I felt like I already had. And I believed that what I was doing was all was going to help me get to the next phase in my business. So I worked with what I already had. So I'm going to tell you a little story about this. When I went on to on my own as a independent hairstylist, I started a at a salon that I worked off of commission. So if I didn't have clients, what this means is that if I didn't have clients for that day or I didn't work, I didn't have to pay the salon anything. So it was way less risky, which, because this was such an amazing opportunity for me because it's so hard to get your start as an independent hairstylist. Um, you guys know brick and mortar is very, very different than online business when it comes to this. And it's very hard to get your start as an independent stylist because you usually the almost always have to pay rent. And they don't care if you didn't work or if you didn't make enough or if you didn't have enough clients, like that rent is due on the first of the month, even if you don't make enough, right? So when I was a new stylist and I didn't have that built up clientele yet, and I was just getting my start, like, as you can imagine, this was a great opportunity, but it was a little too good to be true at times, right? Because there was a lot, a lot, a lot of shit I had to deal with with the salon. And the salon wasn't really set up for me to do the hair that I wanted. I wasn't attracting my most ideal client. Um, and there was a lot of stuff with the owner that made me uncomfortable and made my clients really uncomfortable, right? And there was so there were so many times where I felt really ashamed. I felt so embarrassed. I felt like I wasn't able to give my clients the best experience that I wanted. And I felt really stuck because I felt I, I was like, I need to build up my clientele in order to move to a different salon. You know, I had to kind of do that work first to then move to a salon that I really wanted to work at or was a better environment for me and my clients which I eventually did. And I have so many, so many more stories um, about the different salons I've worked at. But I share this because I really had to accept where I was in order to get started. Because if I had told myself that I needed to work at a nicer salon in order to build a clientele or that I shouldn't work at the salon or what would people think? And I, <laughs> I just would have never have gotten started. 
I never would have become an independent hairstylist. I probably would still be working at Super Pets or I would still be a manager at my retail job, you know? So how did I accept myself during that time? I worked with what I had. So for example, this was really when I started to learn how to market my services on social media. So I would do hair for really cheap or free just so I could work on my ideal client and built up like a little portfolio to then showcase on social media. So I would do like model calls, usually who who were all my friends, Um, my friends, shout out to them back then helping me do this. Um, And I would just have them pay for the product or I would do it for free um, in exchange for me to be able to number one, do the work that I really wanted to do and give me the opportunity to showcase the type of work that I could do online. And so potentially my ideal client could see it and then um, what I could do. And then hopefully they would pay me and want that service. Right. Um, Another example is I didn't have a great place to take photos of my client's hair to showcase on social media. So I bought, (laughs) I bought a threefold like piece of poster board, like, you know, like the science fair ones that like kids use at science fairs and they like sit up and prop up on themselves. Yeah. Like I bought one of those for like a couple dollars. I painted it to my liking and I kept this poster in the salon. Um, and I, so I could just pop it out whenever I needed to have a clean, bright background for photos to really take photos. And so I could share that on social media and have them look good and potentially I would gain more clients there. Right. And I won't sit here and say that it was all perfect or that my clients didn't have thoughts around the salon I was working at because they absolutely did. (laughs) And they told me about it. Right. But I had to let myself be messy to build up my confidence and honestly build up my services in kind of a lower risk capacity. And y'all, I did this for a year. I stayed at this salon for a year. I was willing to accept where I was because I knew where I was going. I knew the moment I had consistent clients, I was on my way out. And I believed that it was inevitable that I would start to have consistent business. And guess what? I did, right? So how did I ensure that I wasn't there longer than absolutely necessary? Well, I always thought about my clients more than myself. I could have easily stayed in the comfort of guaranteed profit, right? Because how the salon was set up, I was set up on commission. It was very low risk. I was guaranteed that I could not lose money, but I knew that the salon wasn't giving me the experience that I wanted my clients to have. And I know a lot of you are afraid of this acceptance because you equate it with comfort and stagnancy and complacency. But acceptance is the place that you can create momentum. It's the place where you actually have the space to think about your clients, to get curious. Because if you let shame distract you and absorb all your energy, you're not leaving any room for your clients or for improving improving your services or yourself. It doesn't create any space for solutions because you are dwelling on the problems. And honestly, they might not even be problems that need to be solved right now. 
<laughs> you know? And so I had to really accept where I was and still hold the vision of where I was going and not let this shame distract me from getting started. I had to let myself be a beginner and I let myself work with what I had and create as much space as I could and let it be enough for that moment because I knew that bigger vision that I had and I still held that bigger vision that I had. So you might be thinking now like, okay, Becca, I get it, but I'm not a beginner. Like I'm still struggling and I'm years, years into this. So I want to remind you and just tell you like the time that you've spent is not in vain and it wasn't a waste. You've absolutely learned, you've grown, whether you remember it or not. Sometimes we just need to reflect back on when, uh, where we actually started and where we actually are now to see those changes. But usually when we feel the most defeated, the most hopeless, that is an opportunity to dive back into belief and be real with ourselves and remember why we are doing this. And so I would invite you to reflect back on what really worked for you and what didn't work for you and what you've learned along the way and what changes you need to make. Like some of these pieces, when I was really struggling for years in it, I had to kind of look back and be like, well, it was me at times. I wasn't ready for certain things. I had so much anxiety around doing hair. So of course I blocked clients. Of course, I didn't make as much as I could. Of course, I didn't say yes as often as I could have, right? Because I was more focused on my mental health, my mental well-being, and I didn't know how to navigate both of those at the same time. And that's okay because that was part of my process. I knew I can look back now and see with a clearer vision of like, oh, this is why I felt burnt out. This is really the reason I felt burnt out. It wasn't because I was working all the time and making all the money. I was working a lot. Don't get me wrong. But I definitely could have worked more and had more energy if my priorities were a little bit different. And if I didn't sit in the shame all the time, right? If I didn't continue to go back to that anxiety piece, if I didn't continue to like ruminate on things, you know, I would have saved myself so much energy. And I, and the mind, what I've really I've recognized, especially over these past few years is like, it's, it's amazing how much space can open up for curiosity and energy and all of that. When we start to heal these pieces, it is amazing to me how much our mindset can really dictate our energy levels and how we actually start to show up. It amazes me. It, energy mindset, such a powerful thing. So and I think sometimes we we love to use money or social media or time or whatever as a scapegoat. Well, if the algorithm just stopped changing all the time, then I would be better off. I would be in a better place in my business, right? If I just had more money and didn't feel like I was struggling all the time, I would be able to focus more. I'd be able to focus more on my clients and all of those things. And we have to come back to the belief of like, or the question really, is that even true? Is that even true? That if you, you know, had more money that you would actually feel like things were easier? Is it true that social media is the culprit to why your content feels hard right now? You know, is it the truth that you would spend more time 
working on your client's problems and solving your client's problems if you had more time or more space, right? Like how can you make it work for the now and continue to keep working on releasing these, this mindset, you know, the shame mindset, the anxiety mindset, right? And not sit in this spiral of just like, oh, if I had this, I would be better off. If I just did this differently in the past, then I would be so much better off. We don't even know if that's true. You know, that's like sitting here and going back of like, you know, asking myself, like, what if I went to college, went to a four-year school? Like, what if I, you know, married my high school sweetheart? Like, what if I, like, you know, like, I don't sit in those places, I don't sit in those places. I don't sit in that what if. I much rather sit in the what if of like, what if my business pops off in the next couple months? Like, what if I completely change my mindset and things become so much fucking easier? What if I make six figures next year after I have no evidence of that happening? I rather live in that what if than like the what if of like, what if I just started sooner? Or what if I did this? Or what if I did that? This is where the acceptance piece comes in. You have to let yourself accept where you are now to get where you want to go. So how can you have compassion for your past self and learn from the years that you've already invested into this? Also, in what ways have you already made progress? Because just because you maybe haven't seen the results that you want to see in the time that you want to see it in <laughs> doesn't mean that you will never see those results. It just means that you didn't see it in the this harsh timeline that you put it in. It doesn't mean that it's never ever going to happen. You know? So how can you celebrate and feel successful right now with what you have already accomplished and created and still hold the vision for where you want to go? Also, just as kind of a side note, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, a couple years is not a long time. It's not. I worked as a hairstylist for five years. And I started really seeing results, guys. It was like my fifth year. I was coming into it and I was like, I'm about to coast. I'm about to go full time. I'm about to create all these changes. I'm so freaking excited. I get to quit my job at the coffee shop. I get to quit all these like side hustles I'm doing. I just get to focus on hair, focus on salon. This is what I've been striving towards. This is what I've been working towards. And then the pandemic happened. The pandemic happened. <laughs> Then the pan, then the panini press happened, right? And then I couldn't work. And then I figured it out, you know? So like I could look back and go, oh, what would my life look like if I didn't, if the pandemic never happened? Like that was completely out of my control, you know? And I, I can't sit here and shame myself of like, oh, I, I should have done this differently. I should have done that. I was like, girl, you were just trying to survive like everybody else. Give yourself some compassion, you know? So <laughs> that's kind of an aside, but I hope hopefully you get what I'm saying with this um, <laughs> and my weirdness of saying pandemic wrong. <laughs> um, okay. So my goal for all of you and my clients is to really enjoy the journey because that is where we can create space for you to get curious, to make different decisions, and to feel like there is more ease even while you're in it, even while you're struggling in it. 
Because no matter what stage of your business you are at, there will always be something because that is just being human. (laughs) You know, that's just being a human being and living on planet earth and doing earth school. It's fucking hard, right? And we can always find what is wrong or what we want to improve on or what we want to fix and change, but there will always be something to do. There will always, always be a problem. There will always be a problem to solve. That's just how our minds work. But how can you accept where you are now so that you can create the space to dream, to live in that desire of creating a successful business? So you don't have to wait until you have this multiple six-figure business where it's all perfect and you get to flaunt it on Instagram to be happy because that will not actually bring happiness. There will still be things to work on. There will still be things to change. There will still be things that you'll be picking apart and wishing that you did differently. I guarantee you. So you have to decide, you get to decide that your journey and what you are doing right now for your capacity and your experience right now is enough. So if you want to see how you can accept your business journey and create a space to make changes in your business so you can see results even faster, then my one-on-one coaching is perfect for you. I love being able to help you see the whole picture of your business so you can stop the busy work and the hustle and all that mindfuckery that comes along with it so you can serve you and your people (laughs) even better than ever before. So if you want to see what the next six months of your business could look like, you can become a private client, then schedule a sales call with me. So you can learn more with the link down in the show notes. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please let me know. And that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening and we will chat next week. If you are serious about making more money in your business without the hustle, then you better get on my email list. Sign up now with the link in the show notes to receive two exclusive trainings on client attraction that will help you sign your dreamiest clients fast. If you're ready to go to the next level, you can learn how to work with me by going to my website, www.beccajoecavanaugh.com. Thank you so much for listening and we will chat next week.